Greetings, cyberspace, and welcome to episode 126 of the Double Density Podcast with your host, Brandon Angelo. Double Density, your home to tech tales and paranormal primers. Now, first things first, Angelo, how are you on this fine eve, the second night of 2020? Happy New Year, Brian. Oh, Happy New Year to you, too. Actually, Angelo, you know what? I've prepared a poem for you. Okay. Great. Uh, Can I read it to you? I I would expect nothing less. All right. Hey, Angelo, please prepare yourself. Now everyone's wondering... You ever abandon reality? I, I, is that a question? Yes. I thought it was a poem. Have you ever uh, done drugs? Have you ever done edibles? No. Because they are now quasi-legal in the uh, land that we live in, not in Quebec, of course. Uh, you know, uh, edible is still illegal here, but you can buy marijuana anywhere you want. I thought you had a poem for me. Is that what you said? Poem? That is a poem, yeah. That was your poem with a question in Angelo, it. Angelo, it's an acrostic poem that spells out Happy New Year. Are you going to do this the whole year? Oh, I, I have bags and bags of tricks. Not just one bag, multiple bags of tricks, my friend. Happy New Year, Angelo. Now, was Santa nice to you? Yeah, pretty nice. I got a pair of AirPods Pro. AirPods Pro. AirPods Pro. Remember, I was talking about how much I love my AirPods, but they were not lasting past 40 minutes at this point. Yes. Because I made the mistake of using them all day, all the time when I first got them for basically the first two years of having them and then I switched. But it's not the point of, of having headphones or ear, I earbuds? guess, yeah, but realizing now that the battery and there's the size of a Tic Tac, I, I figure that's not the best way to go. So I, I'm going to use these mostly for my commute, especially now that at work, I do like using over the head, over the ear headphones, <laughs> over the head headphones, whatever they're called. Yes, gigantic headphones. Although these, uh, as many know, the AirPods Pro have uh, a feature known as noise cancellation. You ever hear that, Brian? Yes. It uses magic to cancel the noise. I practice it when I edit our podcast. I had never really worn noise canceling headphones beyond just like trying some out and they made me sort of feel kind of dizzy because people say that uh, it causes them to feel weird. They do feel weird, but the AirPods Pro uh, are like miracles in your ears because I, I use them uh, while vacuuming and uh, yeah, you hear nothing except the, the sweet sounds of podcasts or music. So you also can't hear your children or wife. So that's the interesting thing. The ideal gift. That's the great thing about noise cancellation is that it blocks out a monotonous sound. Is that the right word? Like monotone, like single, like let's say a fan, or if you're vacuuming, you can't hear it. But as soon as like there's a loud sound that comes up, so somebody calling your name, whatever, you will hear that. Okay, fair enough. So it's like a, a filtering, not necessarily canceling. Yeah, and the there's also something called transparency mode. Have you ever used in-ear buds? Uh, yes. And you you know that weird sensation of feeling like you're underwater? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I, I had the Apple in-ear uh, earbuds for the longest time. I liked them a lot, except I didn't like that feeling of feeling like underwater. Well, these, it's the same type of uh, insert. Uh, the, the way they fit into your ear are similar to those. It seals everything. But with this transparency mode, there's microphones on the outside and on the inside that listen to what's going on inside your ear and on the outside, and it equalizes the pressure, and it's as if you're not wearing sealed earbuds. That's uh, uh, interesting. I'm really happy for you. Uh, do, do you still only uh, have like five hours worth of juice in them? You do, but for my purposes, it's fine. And actually, they're really quick charging now. If you leave them in the AirPod case for five minutes, you get an hour of charge. Oh, that's not too bad at all, but it's still something else that you need to charge. You still have to charge them, I guess. Yeah, obviously, yes. like anything else that's battery powered. Uh, it's wireless now, though. You can just leave them on a Qi charger and they charge like that, which is kind of cool. I'm glad to hear that, Angelo. Uh, how did you spend New Year's Eve? 
uh, I watched some TV and went to bed at uh, 10 o'clock. Wow. I don't really celebrate New Year's Eve with my family. We're not big on that. Like my kids are usually in bed by seven. Well, your kids are also young. So yeah, but I remember when I was a kid, we'd go to, my parents would drag me to New Year's parties and I, I just went along, but my wife and I don't really like going out to, to big parties or whatever. And we'd rather just stay home and relax. Uh, uh, my evening was a little bit different, Angelo. You're uh, young, we, uh, Brian. You're like in your teens. Yes, exactly. I'm a 13-year-old doing a podcast with a full-time job. Yeah. We had some people over, and then we uh, headed to a bar at 10.30, and uh, we left there at 12.30. But the funny thing is, the bar definitely was stealing some kind of pirated TV signal. Okay. Because the uh, midnight countdown actually happened at 12.01. So what, it was like delayed? So there was like this weird lag, right? So um, in back of the bar, and it, it slowly moved kind of like average to the bar. Everyone started counting down. Everyone checked their, their phones and realized there was actually 1159 and not 1158 as the television was telling us. Um, so it was this weird thing where we, uh, we counted down once and then we counted down with the TV. Exciting. So we have, we, I feel my wife and I are talking about how we may have forked 20, 20 into like two timelines. Oh, it's a new year. So nice you did it twice. Exactly. And then people came back here and Angelo, um, we had a bit of an interesting evening after that. We, uh, one of my favorite things to do with friends, of course, is to, uh, you know, uh, hop onto Twitch and see what's going on. Yeah. So, uh, we decided to do that. I plugged my computer up to my television and then we all sat around kind of in a circle and, uh, I hit up the just chatting, uh, like channel or like a category of, uh, of channels. And it's all these people kind of like talking like a webcam style to their audience. So no video games. Well, there was, there were video game uh, channels definitely going on, but we want to find people we can actually like interact with. Yeah. That's what I mean. Those, those channels are not video game related, I guess. No, exactly. It's, it's just chatting. It's just people sitting there responding to whatever people say. And so recently there, there's been this meme going around about ca- how cats can have a little salami, right? No, I don't know what that is. Clearly you don't. Anyways, I'll drop a, a link in the show notes. So we would go into chat rooms and ask these different streamers, you know, uh, important question of the night, can cats have a little salami? And then it slowly degenerated to us finding people who were a little bit inebriated. And so uh, we found this woman who um, answered a question, super excited, very happy to answer it. And then she then uh, uh, stuck a pen up her nose. And then we jokingly wrote, hey, have you ever thought about playing the flute with your nose? And then she disappeared, came back on screen with uh, like a, one of these like uh, assembled flutes, not just like a plastic one, but one that she clearly had and was training on and then attempted to play the flute with her nose. You, you created something that night, Brian. We did. We created art. Uh, so I, I, I have a, a Twitch.tv uh, clip in the show notes too. And then we, uh, we found another woman who was uh, sort of taking dance requests. So we asked her if she would square dance and she uh, square danced in her uh, giant room. I love how different our lives are. But do you remember, it, it brought back those moments of, uh, you know, uh, a decade ago of being on chat roulette. I don't know if you're on chat roulette. I remember chat roulette. People were very excited about that until it just turned into a whole bunch of dongs. Yeah, it was... Uh, <laughs> Definitely uh, nothing but a uh, male masturbation fantasy, my friend. Very gross. Well, speaking of old tech, I linked you to a BuzzFeed. (laughs) Uh, You can go ahead. The floor is yours. You clearly want to discuss this. No, thank you. Uh, I linked you to a BuzzFeed News article entitled The Old Internet Died and We Watched and Did Nothing. And uh, so I'm going to run through a bunch of these different platforms that are mentioned in here. And I want you to sort of give me a memory or an idea as to whether or not you used that platform. Okay. There'll probably be a big fat no to most of these. Friendster. Never. Okay, I did. I was early on the French wagon. Yeah, of course you were. 2003. Uh, MySpace. Never. Really? You had never had a MySpace profile? Nope, never had it. I, I, I would go on MySpace sometimes to listen to some music and stuff, but no, never really had my own profile. It was All right, not that cool was enough. Definitely popping for me uh, during my college and university years. Of course. Uh, cool. Flickr? Flickr I used a lot. I liked Flickr quite a right. bit. And so you, you stored your photos there, I imagine, yeah. at one point? Yeah. yeah, of course. Huge surprise. Uh, Photobucket. I think I stored a few photos on there. 
I think I needed to to put them on like I had to I needed a picture for a blog I I posted two things to once like a whatever the the what was the Google the Google blog thing the Google blog blogger Blugle <laughs> blogger yeah blogger I used blogger to like post like three posts and I needed a picture from that so that's what you use I um one of our first episodes I discussed uh, I visited an abandoned uh, children's mental institution Yes, that was a good episode. Go back and listen to it, folks. Yeah, and I had posted. Uh, uh, so those pictures were from Photobucket. Okay, that makes still sense. around. Photobucket was good for that. Still purpose. around. It's still around. Yeah. Huh. So, did you ever use WordPress? Uh, yes, I did. I, I had started a blog on that. Also, I'm seeing a pattern um, here. Yeah, and then just posted a few things, and then not long after I started that, we started this podcast. And then I decided, well, if I'm, I'm not just going to use, I'm not going to just write things. I'll just say it with my mouth. Uh, what about LiveJournal? Never used LiveJournal. Although really, I did hear uh, about it. There yeah. was like a, a, a very like a edgelordish version of that called DeadJournal. So a bunch of my friends used that at the time. Of course they did. Yeah. Uh, Zanga? I, so I was just scrolling that and saw that. I don't know what Zanga is. Never heard Zanga of it. Zanga is another blog service that I and my friends used uh, pretty much from like 2002 to 2004 or five, let's say. Very, okay. very intensely. Of course. I even had two secret blogs that no one knew anything about. Secret blogs, but now you the secrets out of the bag. Yeah, there's no way that you'll be able to find them, even if you use archive.org, which is the good news. Double density. Recently, Netflix had sort of uh, dropped um, some stats about you know uh, viewing habits and things. And uh, the most astounding thing is that they considered a view, right? So like 42 million people have viewed X or Y. They consider a view two minutes. So that's ridiculous in my opinion because sometimes something will start by accident for two minutes. And I was about to say, the autoplay feature, right? If you're hovering over something and then you decide to leave the room and it starts playing, you you come back. Is that a view? Probably. Uh, Or my kids pressing the button by accident. Sometimes um, the Apple TV will turn itself, not turn itself on, but you might press a button on the remote and then all of a sudden play something by accident. That'll happen. Um, I remember once I, I... So my router, when it's streaming, I kind of hear... The capacitors inside kind of like making noise. It's 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 a hissing sound that uh, routers, some routers will make, and it was doing that while I was doing something on the computer and wondering what was going on. And we had left some random TV show from Netflix running for three hours. <laughs> uh, that'll happen, man. Yeah. So that was watched. So for the newer releases, so like things like Stranger Things three and uh, You season two, they sort of predicted how many views they get by the end of the month. So uh, it's a weird way of creating ratings at this point for right? sure like to understand how things are viewed and the to to consider something as two minutes viewed i feel is a little optimistic on netflix's side to like i guess it really skews the stats yes i definitely agree with that right it's kind of a roundabout way of stating that we're not quite sure what people are actually watching because they don't mention finish rates and and that really is more important what's what's considered a watch on youtube do you know it always changes. I can't remember what it is anymore. Like you, for a 10 minute video, even that is not two minutes. I think it's, it's in proportion to the length of the video, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, like a certain percentage of a specific video. It's always changing. So I, uh, I don't want to attach a number of value to it. If someone would know, double underscore density on Twitter, please let us know because it, it changed three or four times because it used to be fully complete, 70% complete, half complete. Okay. So I don't know about that. So uh, the top movie of the year most viewed is the Adam Sandler vehicle murder mystery with Jennifer Anderson. Did you watch that? No, because it looks terrible. Actually, funny story about that. I was at somebody's house and they put it on and no one watched it yet. It kept going. And it was counted. It's true. Yeah. And it was longer than two minutes. 
Adam Sandler's Star of Uncut Gems, one of the best movies of 2019. If you haven't seen it, go see it now. Really? Yes, absolutely. What What is it about? Yeah, so uh, Adam Sandler plays a sort of sketchy uh, jewel uh, salesman dealer. Okay, and it's an actual good movie. You're not saying absolutely. that. Absolutely. Sort of, sort of no, 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 not at all. Absolutely. Huh. Once a decade. Uh, Punch Drunk Love. Uh, I guess we can count funny people and then this. I never saw funny people. Oh, uh, it's worth it. At least once. All right. Well, this is turning into a movie podcast, which we shouldn't. The people are just going to, uh, you know what? As long as you listen to this podcast for two minutes, we count it as listened to. So it's okay. <laughs> exactly. Even though those metrics are quite different. Yes. Uh, moving on to the last item of uh, the first episode of 2020. I want to talk to you about Pokemon Go. It's the last uh, item of the tech section. People don't hang up after this. Uh, hang this up. Pod. Yeah. That's how you, because you're listening to it on a phone, right? That's, that's how, that's how that works. Is it the vernacular that we're adopting? Yeah. This year? Don't hang, hang up, up friends. Yeah. Don't change that podcast to dial. Yeah. So Angela, I found a CBC news story all about how the uh, government reacted to Pokemon Go when it uh, was unleashed uh, in 2016, uh, which was kind of funny. Uh, there's some great quotes in this. Um, basically, what had happened is that a reporter had filed an access information request and only now recently got um, some uh, paperwork back. Okay. Interesting. Usually the turnaround, by the way, for the Canadian government is 60 days. But uh, as a, I follow a lot of Canadian reporters on Twitter, and that is clearly not the case. Sometimes it takes three to four years. Uh, so it is very, very unfortunate. Did you play Pokemon Go? No. I, I never got into it. The first time I actually came across it was at Disney World. And we were on uh, a safari ride at Disney World. And instead of looking at all the cool stuff around them, people were looking at their Pokemons and trying to catch their Pokemons, as Tim Cook would say. Major Jeff Monaghan of uh, CFB, so that's a, a military base, Kingston says, uh, he sends an email out saying, please advise the commissaries that apparently Fort Frontenac is both a pokey gym and a pokey stop. I will be completely honest that I have no idea what that is. <laughs> uh, awesome. So David, David Lennonick of CFB Borden, Ontario, which is a hundred kilometers northwest of Toronto, emailed saying, the game's premise seems to be going to the pokey stops and gyms to collect Pokemons. We should hire, almost hire a 12-year-old to help us sort uh, this out, of which we're able to find five of these things on the road itself. So uh, basically, it's all these stories of military personnel intercepting civilians um, on bases uh, and uh, seemingly nefarious because they're there, you know, sometimes in the middle of the night, but uh, they have their phones out and they're just trying to play. Um, the cool thing is uh, there is uh, one person out there, Rear Admiral John Newton of CSB Halifax, uh, made recommendations uh, hoping that uh, they could move Pokestops and Pokegyms to uh, more populous re- re- uh, regions uh, of uh, the, the base in order to get people going. And uh, to quote the email that uh, was released, if Pokemon Go enables these values, which is life and work are best accomplished if there's good, fun, health, and friendship, then we all stand to marvel at this intersection of technology, gaming, and health. He gets it. He gets it, yeah. Uh, the thing is, as he mentions 12 years old, 12-year-olds to help them out, uh, I've noticed most people playing Pokemon Go are grown-ups. Older. Way older, yes. Um, yeah. There's a woman I see on the train all the time. I think I've mentioned her before. She has two phones, both looking for Pokemons. One for the plug? I don't know what that means. Oh, never mind. Uh, I, need a, the, I need a 12-year-old to help me out, apparently. All the Kevin Gates uh, enthusiasts will get that one. It's fine. It's, it's a rap lyric. It's fine. Okay. I, I never really got into Pokemon, and you know that. And you also never got into rap either. No. I, I saw a... Uh, uh, an Instagram story of you with Pokemons flying over your head. Yes, it's the. I, of course, I jumped out into that fad. So, that which Pokemons are you? And I got Raichu. So, deal yeah, with it, you, everyone. But you're supposed to be. A, what's his name? Uh, uh, Snubble. Face? Snubble. <laughs> Snubble. Snubble. Snubble by trade. Raichu. Uh, you know, uh, by spirit. I guess. Okay. Very good. Anyways, I thought this was a really interesting story about how uh, you know a uh, 
an establishment will deal with you know disruptive technologies such as Pokemon Go because the fact that they didn't clear any of this, they asked actually in some cases some bases asked Niantic to move um, some of the stops and gyms off. I, I so the way they figured out where these things would be was it all random? It must no, have they basically, been right. Yeah, they geomapped everything and then they just assigned values to 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 places. Did they not realize uh, we shouldn't put it on military bases that are off limits? I think they only recognized U.S. military bases at first, right? Okay, okay. Yeah. So uh, Area 51 I, was not a place to find Pokemon. And not, not a big, like the public the public facing stuff, sure, but uh, deep within the bowels of S4, not really. Okay, okay. So okay. Uh, something interesting, too, that I recently read is uh, not necessarily uh, uh, sort of similar is that uh, the U.S. military um, has asked... Uh, or sort of forbade its soldiers to use TikTok, right? Because it's owned by a uh, Chinese corporation. Yeah, that can be dangerous. And with that, Angelo, I will uh, run over and hop the fence to go catch some Pokemons and see you on the paranormal side of things. All right, see you in Area 51 at the Pokestop. Welcome back to Double Density, and as always, we're switching gears from tech to the paranormal. So in my show notes right now, I am looking at the sentence, Angelo has a developing story. So Angelo, I have no idea what this is about. You're about to- I know, this is great. Either astound, confound, or anger me. So it's going to be one of the three. I'm not sure which it is. So I will leave the floor to you until I can't take it anymore. Well, uh, over the holidays, we were at my mother-in-law's house, and um, my wife's grandmother passed away like 10 years ago at this point, 15 years ago, almost, and- they sold the house that uh, they all grew up in to a family, and then that family sold it to somebody else. And it's since it's a smallish town, everybody knows each other, right? So apparently, it came out recently that the second family to have bought this house uh, felt the house was haunted, and there was a little boy who apparently had been trapped there forever. And they recently uh, successfully had the ghost exercised from the the home. The thing is, is apparently this ghost has been there forever, right? Ever since the house was built. And the house was literally built by my wife's grandfather. Uh, my wife spent many, many summers in that house, many times as well as obviously her mother growing up in it. Um, never thought of any ghosts in the house. So I, really? I'm not sure how this ghost just decided to show itself to this third family that owned the house. Do you know where the house is? I have been there. Do you think we could walk the property? I literally have a video of uh, once we once her grandparents had passed away uh, and we knew the house was going to be sold, I have a video of us going to every room so that they had a, an image of it uh, before the house was sold. So I actually do have like a... When did, a you, shoot, when did you shoot this? I got 2005, 2006, so, whenever. Uh, uh, did you throw it into iMovie and then throw on Sarah McLaughlin's I Will Remember You underneath? No music, but I did actually throw it into iMovie to make it a movie, yes. Okay. Using, well, I, I, think, used that, I used an old digital camera. I would hope that you decide to do a director's cut and throw in Sarah McLaughlin in there for me. And some ghosts. Yes, because I really would like to visit the premises if that's okay. We could figure things out maybe, uh, you know, by one of those uh, uh, BS detectors. KG meters? Yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, yes, yeah, sorry. I, I forgot the proper term for them. And, and maybe buy one of those Panasonic voice recorders. But apparently the <laughs> yeah. ghost is gone. It's exercised. The, the thing that gets me is I guess this new family that moved in believes in this stuff. And that's why the ghost haunted them because uh, my wife, who doesn't believe in ghosts and stuff, never saw anything in the house. She And like I said, she literally grew up in it uh, every summer she was there, like living there for weeks at a time. 
this dovetails nicely with a an article I linked, uh, kind of talking about a lot of what we want to talk about today from Psychology Today, entitled "Why Some People See Ghosts and Other Apparitions." Why do they do that, Brian? So, uh, 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 perceived stress is uh, one thing, right? So that's the idea of the sensed presence. There's an article I added to the show notes. I don't know if we're going to get to it though, but uh, as I was reading it, even though I didn't believe absolutely anything in it, I felt something. Like I felt like something was watching over me. Even now, just talking about it, it's like when we talk about shadow people. I don't believe them at all, but I'll see them out of the corner of my eye because we're just talking about them. So, side note, I need to bring something up that I think has been on my mind a lot over the last like two months, let's say. Um, and this is listener consensus. It's not just me, but Angela, I feel like you need to be more assertive in 2020. So I want you to be more assertive in your belief that ghosts may exist. Why would I be assertive in that? I want you to be assertive and I want you to say ghosts exist. But I don't want to. This podcast is coming to an end in 2020 for sure. For All sure. in 2020, Brian. <laughs> no, uh, Brian is uh, tangentially out for most of 2020. <laughs> um, another theory, of course, is uh, something called an agency detection mechanism, right? So this idea that uh, you um, uh, sense something without knowing what it is. Um, kind of like a sixth sense, I guess. I hate using that lazy term, but uh, it kind of feels like it is. Like when, like you mean when people say, oh, I feel like I'm being watched or whatever. Exactly, yeah. And then they look at the painting and the eyes are moving. It, yes, exactly. And then suddenly yeah, it is a... Story. A, you know, or a game of Clue gone wrong. Yeah. Do you ever get that feeling? All the time. Really? Oh, yeah. It's because of the cameras I put in your house? Yeah, one. Uh, two, uh, I don't really want to discuss this. I feel like it's a different episode, but uh, for a while, I w- would walk under stream lamps and they would turn off. No. Yes, uh, my friend Evan and I had that for a long time. It was the freakiest okay, thing. Okay, you've never said this before. Yes, so it's it was a regular occurrence uh, from the ages of like, let's say like 17 to 24 is it it's not motion detectors because a lot of the the lamps were older no no not that is it like a confirmation bias that they would just have turned off anyway and then you you would walk I mean, under, it was the middle of the night so i assume not but you would be walking under dozens and dozens of of street lights that never turned off but then you would note whenever it would turn off in front of us like as we passed it yes yeah that's the weird thing would, is that whenever we would pass it would happen every single street light not every single street light, but every occurrence of it, it wouldn't be like, oh, down the street, like because we were actively watching at one okay, point. Okay, yeah, but, but I'm just saying is that, that's it, you were actively watching for it, so it's a confirmation bias there that you, it's sort of like how people think, oh, bad things only happen during the full moon. No, you just no, notice no. it more during the full moon. So the weird thing is, we kind of worked out a ratio, it was three to one, right? So it was every time a light would turn off in front of us, three, and then uh, uh, over in the distance, street two streets over, it would be one. So three to one. Okay. I don't know. I think it was confirmation bias. Sorry to, it may have sorry been. to burst it may have been, But we were Brian. recognizing that too, right? So that's the whole issue is that we were trying to uh, uh, talk ourselves out of it, but it kept happening. That's actually kind of cool. So that's like a like an electromagnetic thing, apparently. You know, your body's charged at a different... Uh, this kind of ties into the ghost stuff too. Because, yeah. uh, you know, uh, how do you attract ghosts to you, Angelo? Magnets? I mean, sure. I mean, uh, let's let's take it a step further, right? Not necessarily magnets, but frequencies. And we've discussed this before about um, alien abduction, right? So the idea that uh, more some people are more um, uh, perceptive or uh, willing to have these things happen to them, right? So that's one facet of it. But another facet is, of course, uh, uh, your body vibrating or living at a slightly altered frequency that would attract uh, beings. It, you know, your 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 street lamp thing and this type of thing reminds me of. People that, uh, you ever hear the people that can't wear watches because they'll stop them? Yes. So what if it's something like that? It could be. That's the thing is that like it, might, it could be body chemistry. It could be, uh, you know, uh, a physiological response to uh, your body interaction in, in, with the real world, right? Yeah. And, and have you ever come across somebody who can't 
wear uh, a watch because they they shut it down all the time? No, the only people I've come across are because uh, the certain metals make them like they're allergic to certain metals. That's the only instance in which I okay. think about. Yeah, because there's also people, for example, that uh, Face ID won't work for them, or uh, they they like going back to tech, like they can't wear an Apple Watch because it won't read their heart. Uh, their heart rate and stuff like that. Fingerprints won't work for them. Things like that. That's that's fascinating to me that there's you know one in like ten thousand people that things won't work for them. I agree with that. Uh, it is weird. So what do you think about that? Well, it's a possible explanation. Like I like this article because it does explain ghosts in an interesting way. Of course, which is what I like to do. Is uh, that's why we are still talking about paranormal stuff even though I don't believe in it I I like Okay so to what we're doing why. what we're going to do we have we so we record biweekly next episode I want you to present something that you could hypothetically think would be true Okay Double density. Uh, so you linked me to a very interesting uh, uh, Reddit thread uh, uh, that is also kind of talking about ghosts in general. And this one is titled, I live with a ghost who likes ACDC. Yes. it. I, I saw this and I thought of you with your music podcast and you like the music and this is music and ghosts like music. So it, it it's a way of, uh, let's say you're haunted and the ghost is annoying, but if you find a way to make it happy and make your life easier, why not? AC/DC. So apparently... Advent Nerd, uh, username Advent Nerd, uh, throws on Highway to Hell and his door uh, opens and closes to the rhythm of the music. Pretty cool. Yeah. Is it that loud maybe that it's it's doing that? Maybe it's a HomePod with that really amazing sound. Uh, my favorite uh, is that he thinks this is a remedy to him being haunted and then he says it was so weird since that. Uh, sick, by the way, because it's probably since then, not since that. Since that, I never have more problems at the house when I'm alone. If I hear something, I put ACDC and everything's okay. I... I don't know about that one, man. So do you think there's a simple solution to ghosts such as playing music? So before I forget, do you remember those old Peter Popoff infomercials? Really vaguely, other okay. than maybe re-seeing them when I was watching stories about debunking him. Okay, so there's one uh, in particular that is about Miracle Spring Water, right? So you can order, you could order like cases of Miracle Spring Water from him. And uh, they're doing like testimonies of people who had come to his events. And this one woman was like, I stopped seeing demons and ghosts. I'm a new woman now. I've stopped doing crack. I thank you, Peter Popoff. Double density. Uh, do you believe that uh, there's a causality in between uh, apparitions and other more earthly sort of designs? If you're, so let's go to the woman with the example of the miracle holy water. It, it's like a placebo effect. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, of course. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a paranormal placebo effect where... Just just going back even to the exorcism of the the quote unquote ghost that was at my wife's grandmother's house, three three owners removed from her. Did you ask if the ghost had a name? By the way, no, I didn't, and I don't have. That's why uh, I put developing story in the show notes. We'll come back to this later on uh, when I have more information. I've talked to uh, my wife's uh, aunts and mother as well about this because they have more of the information about it. That is totally fair. So we will continue to monitor this situation. Yeah. Uh, did you know this guy's grandparents' house had a ghost that loved Dolly Parton? <laughs> I did not. But um, do you have, can you access the video that you, you shot? Uh, right now, no. I'd no, but I mean it. in general. Yeah, of course. Can we do a frame-by-frame analysis? Maybe. Maybe we can do that. I'll have to look into finding that video, but I, I, I definitely have it on, a, okay. on one of my backup hard drives. Okay. If you could upload it to like our, our shared Google Drive and I will sit there and just go through all of it. Just watch the whole thing. All right. I will. I will. I don't even care. I will sit there and look frame by frame to see if I can see something. Yeah, I'm sure I have it somewhere here. I'll, okay, perfect. I'll look, cool. I'll, I'll look up um, somewhere. 
data. Definite how the sausage was made vibes going on right here, right now. Episode 126 of the Double Density podcast moving on one sort of, uh, uh, I guess the the most cogent thread that you link me to on the Paranormal subreddit today. Uh, does belief draw things towards you? What do you think, Brian? I think so. I think some people are more receptive and open to these things. And we discussed this um, before with, you know, things like, uh, like, um, you know, alien sightings and alien abductions. We, you know, some people open their hearts up to this and their minds and their brains and their spirits and they're ready to do this. You know, some people don't and that's why they have a bad time. It's possible. I mean, the thing is like, once again, like it it involves a false positive, right? Like you were saying before, like with the street lamp uh, situation, you're saying, you know, I, it's, something that I was uh, anticipating and something that I saw through a specific kind of lens. So I was ready for it. Is there something that you know isn't real, but you kind of want to believe in it anyway? Like the matrix? Yeah. Or you know, like I, I'm at the, so it was just coming off the Christmas season. I'm at the point where I think my daughter doesn't really believe in Santa Claus, but she's kind of, she's a little late for that dude. No, no, no. 10, 10, 11, 12. My wife who having like taught kids that age, uh, it's pretty common up until about 12 years old. I guess I went to a hard knock school then yeah, because yeah. by the age of like eight, everyone knew. Okay. Yeah. No, no, now it's a little more magical in the thinking the kids have. Are you an elf on the shelf family? Mm, okay. Not really. We don't have an elf that looks over and sees if the kids are misbehaving or not. We don't really care about that. Uh, but a few years ago, my daughter's class did something about elves. And since then we've had an elf in the house that just does funny things overnight, but nothing, nothing too special and nothing too complicated. Like a, like a child's play, like Chucky and like running around the night. Yeah. 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 It it almost murdered the cat the other day. (laughs) I'm so glad you have a holiday Chucky. Uh, but let's, let's bring things back. Right. So, uh, I think that, uh, it's kind of hard to say, right? Because there's, I feel like there are multiple types of spirits. Um, and I think sometimes it's an agreement between uh, living and non-living parties as to whether, uh, there is going to be a visitation versus a haunting, let's say, right? Okay. Yeah. So I think sometimes that people can, uh, uh, call spirits. Like I, I've talked to friends about the idea of, you know, visiting a cemetery and seeing if you can have a spirit follow you afterwards. There's certain things that apparently you can do to have them follow you, right? We've had friends that have some really compelling things sure. happen to them. Absolutely. Uh, like Rob, right? Like he's talked about that ghost that uh, I think his name was Jeff, right? Am I mistaken there? I can't remember the first, I remember the first name, but I can't remember what it is right now. Yeah. And uh, it, it had this weird um, understanding of what was happening, uh, something about the car. You have to go back and listen to one of the episodes we had Rob on because it was actually a really interesting story. And Rob, in my opinion, is a very trustworthy witness. So I don't want to say, oh, you're wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe my the fact that I don't believe in any of it, again, I will say I could be wrong. Prove me wrong. So you're just a ghost. You're like an agnostic ghost believer? Yeah, probably. That, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> is there any instance in which you would start to believe in spirits or ghosts? Like, would you need to have an encounter yourself in order yeah. for you to sort of like change your mind? Yeah, or some really good compelling video evidence. Uh, I feel like that's not enough for you, though. No, not anymore. Like you can easily fake that, right? Well, one, but two, knowing the type of person that you are, I think you need to live something in order for you to believe it. Yeah. And I don't really want to live a ghost haunting. No, thank you. Do you want to read out your address and we'll see if we can get some going? Sure. (laughs) I think it's a very interesting kind of of debate as to like how um, uh, the spirit world interacts with us and the negotiation we do ourselves and how much of it is conscious and subconscious too, right? Yes. A lot of stuff that happens in states where we're not fully there, for example, a lot of ghost sightings happen at night in your bed 
when you're waking up from a dream or whatever, or in a hypnagogic state. Uh, that explains like, I'd say like 75% of any ghost story I've heard is like, it starts with, oh, well, I just woke up, I heard a noise and then I looked at the foot of my bed and there was a ghost there. Yeah. Either that or I was in the middle of a dream and I woke up and the ghost was there, right? Or aliens. Yeah. Either or. I, yeah. uh, I you know, they can be interchangeable. I think that's a discussion you and I should have one day about the similarity in between the, the two phenomena in different ways. People pick their poison. What do they like? Do they like aliens more? Uh, you know, in the 1800s, it was demons, never aliens. Yeah. And like, uh, I mean, demonology, and we've discussed this, uh, I think it was episode 83 or 84. One of those uh, believable to a certain degree in certain instances, right? Well, in the extent that there is evil in people that do yes. horrible things, and people doing horrible things, you kind of have to have a way to explain it. And what better way than that they were possessed by a demon or something? No, for sure. But I also think that beyond that, and we've discussed this, like it's not just instances of, of evil people or mental illness or, you know, any sort of thing like that. But there is that X factor there of a for a certain amount of people. Yeah, for sure. Right. Because I, I feel like whether it be ghosts, demons, aliens, uh, big feats, anything like that, there needs to be, once again, there needs to be buy-in to a certain degree, uh, whether it is conscious or subconscious, because people sometimes discussing alien abductions discuss the terrifying nature of their abduction, right? And the idea that um, it was unwarranted, unwilling, unwelcome. And fear will bring out so much in people. When you're afraid of something, you're gonna, your senses are heightened, so you're going to hear things that may not be there. Or any time people like visit abandoned children's mental institutions like you did, uh, your senses are going to be heightened to things, although you did not witness anything when you went. No, the only weird thing I mentioned this was the uh, tape recorder that uh, just stopped running perhaps, uh, I don't know, 10 minutes into our journey there. Yeah, and it could have just been a faulty tape recorder or ghosts. Exactly, so... There's only two options there. It's a ghost binary? Uh, a ghost binary, exactly. The Matrix. <laughs> and with that, Angela, I feel like this is a good place to end our discussion about believability, ghosts, spirits, visitations, and hauntings. Does that sound good to you? Do you have any last things you'd like to get out there before we close the book on episode 126? It sounds good to me, but I do want to like start 2020 with people emailing us about what they think about what we discussed. I would love that. Double density podcast at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts on visitations, hauntings, ghosts, spirits. What is the spirit role trying to tell you? I'd love to hear more stories. I love stories like that. You, I guarantee you, if you send us an email about this, we will talk about it. Absolutely. We'll even uh, maybe ask follow-up questions. We will. And then, uh, not necessarily have you on the show, but we'll talk via email. As I just mentioned, you can email us at doubledensitypodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at doubledensitypodcast and also on Twitter at double underscore density. You can also visit doubledensity.net to see all the newest episodes, see our pasty white faces because we've been hiding from the sun uh, and uh, find all the different streaming services in which you can subscribe to us for our these bi-weekly episodes. Angelo, tune in to more Double Density episodes here in the year of our Lord 2020. We've only got a couple more years on this rock, so let's get weird with it. You think? Uh, wasn't it 2012 that it was supposed to end we're going to be ah. 10 years past that soon we're going to have to have a 2012 10 year anniversary extravaganza Angela until next episode I will see you around or not see you around I'm not sure please send me some ghost videos I'm super intrigued can't wait <laughs> see you dude bye <laughs>